Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. Hello, Rick. Hello, friends. Well, happy Valentine's Day weekend to you, Todd. Uh, there's a lot of movies coming out this weekend, and yeah. people are looking to go to the movies with their significant other. And there's one movie in particular that comes out this weekend that folks are asking about, and people are asking, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, 2015. Is it okay to go see the movie Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Uh, Lynn, let's use God's Word. That's what we always want to do. We're not here to give my opinion or yours. We are servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God if we're going to serve our friends well. So here's a couple of things that we can say to think about it. Uh, first of all, whenever everybody says, should I do something, or can I, it depends on how you uh, word it, but should I go see this movie? What I would say is 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, what's implied there is go see a movie or go to a football game, it doesn't matter, do all to the glory of God. So you have to ask yourself is, am I doing what I'm doing because I want this to bring glory to God and am I going to do it in a way that brings God glory? So you've got to start there as, as a beginning uh, piece. If you can't do this for the glory of God, then you should already know that you shouldn't do it. Um, the scripture also talks about how the things that we meditate on really matter. And so it says in Philippians 4.8, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, uh, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. So um, when you go see a movie, your mind is dwelling on that movie. And look, there's no question that this movie has caught the consciousness of our country. We ought to ask ourselves why, what's going on. One more verse before we, we talk about this movie and the phenomena that's out there and really what it says about our country. Um, the verse that I also think of, I used to have Psalm 101 written out and taped to my TV. And Psalm 101 starts, it says, I will sing of your loving kindness and justice, O Lord. I will sing your praise forever. And then as you get into the psalm a little bit, it, you know, it says, I will give heed to the blameless way. And that's what I'm going to make access for, okay? Um, it talks about how as I, I think about what I want to do, I want to walk within my house, the integrity of my heart. You know, so now we're talking about going to a movie theater to see this or what book you read. Because it's not just should I go see this uh, movie, should I even read the book, okay? But it says in Psalm 101, again, this is the psalm of the king, the righteous king. What's he do? He sets no worthless thing before his eyes. And then it says in there, um, I, will, uh, I will hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not fasten its grip on me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know no evil. So I want to tell you what, when you just look at what a righteous king would do, it's Psalm 101 written by David, you know, it doesn't sound like David would meditate on or do those things. Look, at when David did watch, uh, not Fifty Shades of Grey, but One Chick Take a Bath, it fastened its grip on him, and uh, it didn't turn out well for him. And I can't imagine somebody seeing this movie, reading this book, or participating in activities like that, that it's not going to end up the exact same way. And this is not because we have an unhealthy view of sex. It's because we do have a healthy view of sex. I mean, sex is good. God created sex. Sex is a God thing. In fact, not just a good thing. God's the one that came up with sex. And Christian Grey is no Christian. Um, it's interesting. We were talking just before we, we started this that the name even chosen for the woman Anastasia Steele, mm -hmm. the word Anastasia, the name Anastasia, it comes um, from the Greek. It means resurrected or like new life. And it's almost like our culture 
who has rejected God as the source of their life is looking for something else that will give them life. A lot of women in, in bad marriages with passive men, they want a man that will pursue them, okay? And so I guess there's some titillating aspect to the way that Anastasia Steele is pursued by this guy. It's not the way God intends women to be pursued by men, to be objectified, to be used for their own perverse pleasures and sexual satisfaction. Sex is to bond us into intimacy and, um, and, and for procreation. Women are not playthings, they're God things. And we ought to treat them with that kind of respect. So there is no new life that is given to this young girl. She is being exploited. Now someone might say, well, she loves it, apparently. Or women love being treated this way. I'm going to tell you what women love is being honored and cherished and nourished. Um, and, and, you, and someone might say, well, Todd, you can't tell women what they love. I can't, but the God that created them can. And uh, what I would say is this book has tapped into a deep need in our culture. And that is a need um, for people to um, have intimacy, even if it's fake intimacy, to be pursued, even if they're being pursued by a predator. Uh, and what I would say is women ought to be pursued by a real Christian and find real resurrection, real life, when they understand that full life can be found in God and enjoying all of life, including their sexuality, His way. One last thing I want to say to everybody who watches this real quick because we're wrapping up. Sometimes movies come out, and this is one of them, but this is just a picture of another deal. And you're almost like, hey, if I don't see this movie, I'm going to be out of step with culture. I don't even care if it's like um, the latest Will Ferrell movie that has just some stuff in it that would not meet the qualification of, of uh, you know, Psalm 101. Fifty Shades of Grey is going to come and go. It's going to be a forgotten thing in two or three years. But, uh, but if you go see it, some of that imagery that you put in your mind is going to fasten its heart on you, and those images won't pass away. I think it's even more powerful if you read it, because our mind is a better movie maker than actual Hollywood is. But don't think you need to see this to be in step with culture. We're not to be experts in culture. We're to be experts in what is good. So no, I can't think of any redemptive value to this movie. I can't think of any reason to see it unless you're looking to poison your heart and, and to start to dwell on things that are not going to make it go well with you. Good stuff. Well, then let me ask you this. What movie do you recommend people watch this <laughs> Valentine's Day? What's your Valentine's Day pick? Oh, see? man. You know what I'd say? I'd tell you to, to have a good conversation with the one that you love and not go hide behind some movie. All right. Or, or seasonsofgray.com. There you go. Confused, it's 50 Shades Come of Grey. Come on, man. Check All we did out. is produce that movie. Yeah, check that out. Seasons of Grey. There you go. Not to be confused with 50 Shades yeah, of Grey. Yeah, we made that first. In fact, we laughed because we thought about changing that name. We thought, no, maybe somebody one day will look for the one and find the other. So go see Seasons of Grey. Way to go, Rick. Yeah. We'll put the link down there. So we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth real quick. 